This is Camp Code, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. Camp Code is dedicated to helping you create and facilitate the most effective leadership training so we as an industry can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. You can find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and directors at camphacker.tv. Welcome to Camp Code, a podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. This podcast is dedicated to what many camp professionals believe to be the most important time at camp, no matter what you call it, staff training, orientation, or leadership training. This critical time period prepares your staff to fulfill all the promises that you make to parents and customers throughout the rest of the year. And before we jump into our topic today, I want to introduce our co-host. So let's start with you, Gab. My name is Gabrielle Rail, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Waro. Uh, camp Waro is an all-girls uh, camp in the Laurentian Mountains, and uh, we focus on positive girl community. Great. Beth. I'm Beth Allison. I'm co-owner of Camp Hacker and one of the founders of Go Camp Pro. I was an executive director of five children's summer camps in Muskoka, Ontario, Canada for 15 years, and I'm now a camp consultant with my husband, Travis, and my big passion is leadership training. And my name is Ruby Compton. I'm the summer camp program director at Green River Preserve. We're a summer camp that focuses on connecting children with nature, and we do that on a 3,400-acre private wildlife preserve in western North Carolina in the Blue Ridge Mountains. So today's topic is engaging return staff during training. This was actually a listener request, and Beth is going to tell you a little bit more about who and why. Mm -hmm. This was a request from a great camp pro named Jalisa from Camp Nuevo, I think is how you pronounce it, um, who attended our session at ACA National and who is also a really huge supporter of EPIC as well. Uh, And so many of us have returning staff each year, especially if we're doing things right. And we must teach some of the same topics every year because we have new staff every year and some accreditation rules require that we have to teach them even if we had the exact same staff from year to year. So in order to have full buy-in into our mission to get the most from them and to benefit our new staff with their experience, we need to involve them to their very best potential. So thanks go out to Jalisa for asking for this topic. Great. So we're going to start off with this question um, because I bet it varies a little bit for each of us. So the question is, what is your ideal retention rate for staff? What percentage of staff are you hoping will return? Uh, Obviously, this is going to vary from year to year, but I bet each of us has a number that's kind of our our ideal and what we're shooting for. Uh, So Beth, what was that number for you? Well, we raised a lot of our own staff and we were very proud of that. Campers grew up to be lits who wanted to be a part of staff, we put time and energy into grooming campers, lits, uh, counselors who became resource, resource who became leadership team, and so on. And we believed our job was to create leaders, whether that was at camp or in their home communities or in their school. So our retention rate ran anywhere from 80 to 95% each year. So that being said, we also always went in search of new people each year. It was really important for us never to just have returning staff. It kept us fresh, it brought new experience and viewpoints, and it made us question each year why we did things the way we did. And for us, we thought that was really healthy. Great. How about you, Gab? What's your ideal retention rate? Um, My ideal retention rate is, um, I would say, about 70%. I would say also that comes with 
uh, only if that 70% is uh, the right people. So yes, exactly. I'm extremely okay <laughs> with that number being lower or higher. Um, I, I don't, I don't aim for that number. I aim for the right people coming to camp and, mm-hmm. and if, if it happens to hit 70%, then that's, that's good. Um, I also know that I think it's important for camp directors to know that, that the return rate on your staff doesn't actually necessarily depend on if you had a good summer or not. Some staff, some group of staff members, when you have a really, really good summer, <laughs> when you have a really great summer, they're like, that's my last summer because it was yes. so epic. Absolutely. So not to be too hard on yourself if the numbers do go down. I do, however, think it's important to keep track of those numbers just to, you know, it's good to know, it's good to know what your average is and it's, and it's good to help as a tool to reflect, reflect on your previous summer. And I would also add that um, I would say every three to four years, we saw that dip down uh, sure. as, um, you know, that group kind of graduated college or university, we would see a bigger dip um, than in the years in between. And that was pretty normal. Yeah, it's a, it, there's a turn, there's a turnaround year uh, that all yeah. camps experience. And um, yeah, it's the rising of the Phoenix year, you know, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> there's going to be new new staff have to yep. come up from the ashes and, and take those roles. But it's also part of every camp's natural cycle. Some people it's every four years, some it's, it's six to seven years, but there is a cycle that goes, goes along with it. Cool. Yeah. So my philosophy has been, at least at Green River, has been to be about 50% return. Uh, So um, I'm a big believer in bringing in new voices and also not guaranteeing for staff that they have a position Mm -hmm. in the next summer, that you have to perform and you have to reapply. Granted, if that phenomenal staff member applies, it puts us at 51%. Like, I'm still going to have the phenomenal staff member. Uh, but that's really what we shoot for. And I, I express that to the staff to encourage them to go look for other things and take a year off and mm-hmm. come back in a couple years when you have some more maturity and a different experience. Yeah, it makes my job a little harder. <laughs> but uh, like right now, I don't have enough boys. I've, and yeah, <laughs> it's just the world that we live in. Um, so it's a challenge certainly, but I think it's really healthy. The other pieces at Green River, we have a lot of high achievers and a lot of folks who are really looking to pad resumes, Mm -hmm. looking for internships. And it doesn't matter how much we tout how great camp is and we really give them the language of this is what you're taking away. And I, and I feel like our staff, you know, understand that and respect that and carry that with them and, and get it. Um, they, they still, you know, they're going to go like, do a mission trip in Africa or they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, study abroad and, and do really great things. And so realistically the window of time that we have, we also tend to try to hire counselors a little bit older. So 20, 21, mm-hmm. 22, we're just not going to get them as long. Uh, so knowing that, you know, you have to keep that in consideration. Um, and you know, if they were all going to go be teachers, I might be able to keep them for longer. But the reality of it is our camp culture in a lot of ways is set up currently that folks come and work two years, but three years, you don't usually do three years mm-hmm. as a counselor. So um, and I don't necessarily view that as a good thing, but um, but that fifty percent is a number we definitely talk about and um, and strive for. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's move on to our next question, uh, and we'll start with you, Beth. What sure. additional responsibilities or expectations do you have for your return staff? Great. And I just want to clarify that eighty or ninety-five percent would include LITs for me, so they were my LITs who became first-year counselors. So just to kind of make that clear. Um, but I think you could hear that there were three sort of very different 
ways that that worked at camps. And I think you just have to figure out what works best for you. I don't think there's any real percentage that is the exact one for everybody across the board. Um, returning staff can be one of your absolute best assets and also possibly if you don't do this well, one of your biggest pains. So we started using them as soon as staff were hired. And I, I already know some of the great things that Gab will say and um, Ruby too, just because we've had these conversations before and uh, talked about them during our session at National 2. So I'm going to give you some really specific little intentional ideas that helped us to make a, a big difference. So of course, involving them in teaching sessions is essential, as well as having them understand how much they need to role model. But I think we'll get into that as this podcast goes on. For Travis and for me, building community was our priority. So we got our returning staff on the team of making people feel welcome and helped us build that circle of safety right from the very beginning. And this was such an important focus for us at camp that our returning staff were always really excited to be a part of the returning staff members because they knew it would be their turn to help create that community. So I would suggest that you get them involved in announcements um, and burps, which I've talked about before, which are burps are done after every meal and that's uh, blurbs for understanding responsibilities perfectly. And when you can do those really short little announcements very creatively about how to do all those important things at camp, like every duty or how to do laundry or how to answer the camp phone professionally or sign in or sign out for days off, all those little things that are essential um, to know to live well in community, if they're done creatively and well every year, then staff who are returning can't wait to ask to be a part of them. So we would let our staff know like a month or two in advance that they were on these particular teams and then send them off to get incredibly creative. And I still have amazing memories of some of these little minute moments in camp that taught me what I needed to know and made me cry tears of laughter or astounded me with their creativity and brilliance. Uh, something else we did years and years ago, we began doing staff pals. So each new staff person was given a pal. So we front loaded with return staff the importance of their contact with a new staff member. Uh, and this included our LITs to counselors. But we explained that they were to make this person feel really welcome, comfortable and wanted by the group. And all they had to do... Um, was to ask a returning staff member who lived close by, so we'd set them up together, or who was on a campus nearby, um, to contact that new member before the very first time our staff got together. So have the returnee um, email, telephone, get together with coffee if they were close enough, have a Skype call um, with the newbie. And this was a chance for them to learn a bit more about camp, ask questions, have that familiar face when they actually arrived at your the very first training event. So just think about it, about who you'd want to ask to do that. And if you've hired well, there shouldn't be any concerns about who you're asking. But um, just kind of put in mind who might be that best person to set them up with. And also remember, I think this is the same in the States, but in Canada anyway, due to privacy laws, you have to ask permission to give out email addresses or phone numbers or things like that. So, um, But it's just someone to kind of touch base with before they get to camp so there's a friendly face, especially if they're brand new and have never been on staff before. Uh, guardian angels was also something um, that we always did at every training event so staff who were returning were asked to be a guardian angel for every newbie so you just have to front load with your guardian angel that it's a really serious task and that it can't be taken lightly and that their job is to check in with the new person throughout training especially on the first few days watch them from afar a few times generally make sure they're okay and bring any concerns you might have to a member of the leadership team and the new person never knew they had a guardian angel. 
until the day that they maybe were returned staff and they were asked to become one. Um, because it, it's always good to know that someone is specifically watching out for each and every new person. So, but it's a secret. Um, and then I think probably the last one I would say, just a tiny little intentional thing, is your first training periods to have some game floaters. So on those first few nights, secretly assign some of your returning staff members to be floaters during the game. So they watch out for the new people, make sure they're never standing there without a partner, never standing there not knowing what they're doing. And again, this was a secret and something only specific staff members were asked to do. And I found that if you ask people specifically, they took the jobs really seriously and felt needed and important, which they were. So those are the kinds of things that I kind of got them to be a part of the big welcoming committee for. I, I love that idea. And I use that every year during our opening games. And I feel like I got it at a conference from Jim Kane or Michael Brandwine. It was just like, oh, mind blown, you know, that one person who's standing there with their hand up and doesn't have a partner and like, no one wants to raise their hand and be the one without a partner. So what a cool, easy way to take care yeah. of it and a cool way to engage your return staff. Right. So love, love, love that tip. Awesome. Well, Gab, how about you? What are you have any additional expectations or responsibilities assigned to your return staff? I think uh, it's it's similar to what Beth is talking about. Um, one of the frameworks that that I have set up for our staff is uh, it's called Warp, and basically Warp is a is a framework to help staff, uh, returning staff, um, to be able to gauge every situation uh, in a way that creates a welcoming environment for new staff members, and so. Um, w stands for welcome, so just being welcoming. And, and that, that consists of eye contact, that consists of showing, not telling, uh, you know, where the washrooms are. So we go over, we go over those details. Um, o stands for observe. A lot of times returning staff are very eager to, in their helpful way, is to, um, you know, share the information or do things first. So just allows them to observe what's going on and adjust their energy to the needed energy of the group. So much like a camp counselor before, before bedtime, if, it, if the kids are really, really hyper, the energy of a staff member should be a little bit calmer to help adjust to that. So it's the same if, if a returning staff member goes into room and everything's really quiet and slightly awkward, then their energy should be matched to, you know, start conversations. Um, role model uh, in the sense of check, you know, what time you're getting up in the morning. We don't have curfews, so check what time you go to bed at night. Um, uh, you know, if you see a wrapper on the ground, make sure you do pick it up so, so that other staff members understand those behaviors. And then um, my favorite is P, problem solve. And I think this is the one that helps um, the most with uh, returning staff members see the importance of their role. Is It's not to tell the information or tell the answers to new staff members. It's to ask them what they would have done or what do they think they should do. And then together they can come up with a solution. And what I find most uh, returning staff members tell me is that they learn something new from from a new staff member, or they or they see a different perspective. So I I meet with those um, staff members before uh, our our new staff members uh, come to camp, and um, and if if that isn't possible, then I make sure that we do have a time as a group um, to chit chat about it. But they understand what the word warp means, and they also understand. Um, they see how that was done for them when they were younger, and there's a there's a they understand that this is a really important part of of making sure that camp is going to be what camp is from now you know from what it was you know ten years ago to what it is today. 
Um, and I think the, the link that's really helpful for returning staff members is talk about that turnaround rate. If we look at staff only stay for, let's just say, between two to four years, that's a two to four year turnaround. So how is it that we're keeping this place so amazing? It's, it's through this. And once they click into that, they're like, oh my goodness, that, and this is what we're trusting you with. And it really is, it's a, it's a passing on of the secret hands, handshake that uh, promotes positive community. Um, and, that, and I think they, they get that, they take it seriously because they love the place so much. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, I'm going to jump on the role model train as well and just say briefly some specific actions that I always tell my return staff to do. Uh, is to role model taking notes so that the new staff see that Mm -hmm. that is an encouraged thing to do. Even if you don't need to take notes, I want you to sit there and take some notes. And take them however makes sense to you. Like if if it works better for you to draw or, you know, you don't want to do it in a linear fashion, you want to be all over the page, that's cool. But you need to be doing that to show the staff that that's something that that they need to be doing as well. Um, And I outline all of my expectations for the return staff in an email that goes out to them a couple days before they arrive at camp. Um, Because they don't come early. They come about the same time the new staff do. And, um, you know, that's take notes is in there. If there's a lull in activities, hey, you need to stand up and lead a game or a song. That's an opportunity for you to share some knowledge that you have. Um, and I always teach them to use this language when you're showing people around camp or you see somebody who looks lost instead of saying, Hey, do you know where the dining hall is? Like that's where we're headed next. Say, has anybody shown you where the dining hall is? Because now it turns the fault of you not knowing the answer on us. It's not, man, you're so dumb because you don't know. Cause I think we've all done that. Somebody asks you, do you know where this is? And you're like, yeah, <laughs> totally. And you have no idea cause you don't want to admit that you don't know. But if somebody says, hey, man, has anybody shown you where this is? And you're like, yeah, no, nobody has. Cool. Like, you, there's no reason you should know where that thing is. Mm-hmm. So it's such a small yeah. language change. And we Good use point. that with families as well. Um, so I teach it to the return staff and then kind of let them all in on the secret at the end of, the, of staff training and say, you know, this is something I want you to do with our parents as well. Um, and then I actually, I want to back up a little bit to the interview. We talk about being a return staff member in their return staff interview. Mm. Um, I make it very clear that especially your second year at camp, it's hard. You know, you've had this really mind-blowing, amazing experience beyond every expectation you could have possibly had your first year. And you come back your second year and it can feel like a letdown. And so I, I express that very explicitly uh, and ask people how they feel about that and how are they going to deal with that. Um, a lot of times I actually ask, before kind of talking about a lot of that, I ask them the question, how do you think this summer will be different from the last summer that you worked? And just simply by asking that question, you get to see how much they've thought about it. You know, do they get that already? And a lot of them do. A lot of my staff understand it's a different staff. It's a different group of people. But if somebody comes in and says, man, I just had such a great time last year. I think I'm just going to have a great time this year. No, <laughs> you're not. Like it is, it is different and you have to work a little harder to have that amazing time. So uh, I think that's a really, really important question to ask to your return staff. And nine times out of ten, what's so funny is we get to the end of a return staff interview and I ask them, do they have any questions? And the question they always ask is, well, what's changed? What's going to be different this year? They want to know what's going to be different. And it's not necessarily that they're going to run away from the change, but they just want to know about it. Um, So ask that question, you know, how is this summer going to be different? Um, and then we sometimes will also ask, 
uh, what, how should our expectations be different of you because you're a return staff member this year? And again, that helps us understand where they are and understanding that their role is different that summer. Totally. I, lo I love that question that you have. Has anyone shown you where the dining mm. room is? I think that's, that's um, so great. That's a, that's a solid, Yep. <laughs> that's something that needs to be on posters during staff <laughs> training. Yes. To, it's, it's very, very cool. I totally remember saying yes to when somebody asked me if I knew how to spell people. And I was like, totally. People is the, I, as a French person, <laughs> that word makes absolutely no sense. But I did yeah. clue in that they asked me to spell it. And I, they asked me, did I know how to spell it? Because I obviously misspelled it. <laughs> so I was like, yes, I do. But your reaction is to say yes. <laughs> or mine is, yeah. anyways. Like, oh, yeah, live. Totally. Me too. <laughs> Save face at all costs. <laughs> um, so, no, that's, that's really cool. Awesome. Smart, smart. Any other thoughts on that question anybody wanted to share? Um, I think uh, we, have, we do have a staff uh, Facebook group, and we mm. send out... I send out a group message to all of what we call our veteran staff, our returning staff, to talk about um, what kind of um, role modeling we want to do on our Facebook group. We will be posting uh, questions every Thursday. What questions would you guys or activities would you like to see there? Sometimes we do um, quizzes. So like, what's your favorite Quebec um, snack? I'm like Poutine all the way, but that's just me. So we, we have like really fun little things, but we get them involved in writing those questions. And we have a leadership team member that uh, mentors them in, in how to phrase it and then how to follow up. Um, and then other things that we talk about is we say like, let's refrain from, from uh, review, like going back over um, inside jokes Mm -hmm. uh, let's wait to talk about inside jokes until we make inside jokes together. Let's, let's make sure this is camper appropriate though. We are all adults on this group. I want it to be camper appropriate. So we just set up those expectations before, because especially returning staff, they're so excited that they just kind of let loose a little bit and they start commenting on, they'll comment on new staff members, but not as intensely and so awesomely as they will comment on each other's posts. Mm -hmm. So we say let's let's make sure you we we spread we spread the love and um, setting up those expectations and getting them involved in the community back and forth is really is really great and I feel that they really like rising through the occasion. Cool. Awesome. Well, let's move on to our third question, which is how do you keep your return staff engaged um, when they have to see some elements of training that they may have seen many times before? Uh, so let's start with you, Beth. I think giving them a sense of responsibility is crucial. Having them use their skills and experience not only makes your job easier, but it allows them to feel useful and lead as they already know how to do. So make sure that you build in times for them to share their expertise. We had times during evening snack where we would run a panel on a specific topic. And we would have chosen the staff that we felt were really great at these topics. And we've also given the list to the returning staff and asked them to nominate the staff that they felt were best at answering some of these questions, like putting campers to bed or helping with missing home or dealing with campers who struggle to participate, all those kinds of things. And then during snack, as we're all sitting around eating and, and drinking, the new staff can ask the panel questions. And so it's not a social time, everyone's listening, but you're using the expertise of people who are just really good at getting everybody excited and pumped up for our evening program or whatever happens to be your thing. 
We've also created open spaces where near the end of training, our new staff come up with a list of what they need more discussion on. Then a few returning staff choose one of the topics, have a few moments of brainstorming, and then we open up the entire lodge to this open space for about an hour. And new staff travel from space to space to whatever ones they feel that they need to hear or um, talk more about, and they listen to the advice of the returning staff and can ask them questions. So just be sure if you're going to do that, which is really great, you've got one really strong veteran in each group. Um, other things would include for me putting them in charge of facilitating discussion in small groups, running large group games or back pocket games in between sessions so that people are moving and, and learning things that they can obviously further use while they're counseling um, or in areas uh, where they're working with kids, leading songs at campfire, acting out scenarios. And of course, as you hear us hear, hear us say every single podcast, make sure you front load with them in advance your expectations in all of these situations, in particular acting out scenarios so that you get stuff that doesn't just get really silly and off the rails, but can still be very humorous when it's appropriate. So I'd start there. Cool. Awesome. How about you, Gab? How do you handle that? Um, I was just going to add on on the nice list that um, Beth has provided for us. Um, one of the things that when you're when you're looking at a group, I think as camp directors we do not, we do out of experience, which is uh, we can tell who are the over participators, who are the <laughs> under participators. Uh, you know, who are the problem solvers, who are the blockers. We, we can you can sense it and you can see it. One of the exercises I like to do. Uh, with my leadership team is to help them look at um, those um, different behavior traits. And most of the time, if if it's a little bit on the negative side, it's because they're uh, overwhelmed or underwhelmed or, you know, something else is going on. It's similar uh, w- with all these great things that, that Beth has put together is to create sort of a list of uh, leading songs, leading games, uh, facilitating small group discussions, um, you know, acting out scenarios, if you create a chart mm-hmm. of all your veteran staff and you have a list of things that you want, um, you want your staff to do and uh, to lead and make sure that they are doing that. And you'll, you'll know which veteran staff are going to be, nat- they're, they're kind of born with the, maybe the, or they're just great at leading songs. Well, that's amazing. But what about scenarios? Maybe they don't make great decisions when it comes to scenarios. Mm-hmm. So that, so we want our leadership team to be working with them. And if we show them that list, this is what we want you to, this is what you're going to be doing uh, during staff training. And we're going to give you an opportunity to do one of each. Um, which ones do you think you're going to struggle with? Which ones do you think you'll, you'll thrive in? And, and then that goes back to what uh, Ruby was saying at the very beginning, which is our staff, I, I feel a lot of camp staff are actually quite overachiever group of individuals mm-hmm. Um, and it's also society's pressure. I have a 17 year old that needs to do an internship as an architecture at 17 and architecture firms are telling no because it's, she's way too young, but the university is asking her to get a, a, an internship. So there's this huge confusion. It's just, they're expected to do so much, but if we can show them that they're going to have all these skills and we're going to help them through them, mm. um, that helps with with uh, saying staff training is to get you to this this level, and and then it creates a really nice checklist also for you and who you can use. So that's one thing that I add in. Um, the other piece is uh, one that I like to call leadership glasses, and so leadership glasses. Uh, I have two or three staff members 
that during a session, they're just there to observe. And they're, they're there to observe the, the person that's running the session. What are they doing that's engaging in the staff? How are they making sure that staff are retaining information? Um, so on and so forth. And you create a little form and they, they fill it out. And afterwards, they chat with, um, with the presenter and they go over their notes. I really liked it when you did this or why did you do that? I don't do it when it's a new leadership team member because that puts a lot of pressure on mm-hmm. them. I usually do it with somebody that's really comfortable with leading sessions, so it's a good role modeling. And um, most of the time, I would say 80% of leadership glasses are on me um, because I'm okay with a little bit of uh, criticism. Actually, I love it. I'm like, yeah, tell me. <laughs> um, perhaps I, I went too fast in one area. Um, but it allows me to have a little bit of a dialogue with them and their observations. And then we link it to how can this help you in your job this summer? How can this help you in your life? So um, leadership glasses, I really enjoy. And of course, I put like a little picture of glasses at the top and the nerdy like mustache underneath because I think it's hilarious. Um, so that's that's another piece that I do. <laughs> for Of course you do. <laughs> I it love has to be. it. <laughs> and uh, also, also, I don't we don't keep it a secret. That's the other thing. Uh, it's important that, that people see like, uh, on the, on the clipboard that are people that are doing the leadership glasses but on the clipboard on the back of it says like you know leadership glasses uh they don't that these individuals are perhaps not participating there's a reason why they're learning they're there mm-hmm. for the sake of learning on how to run mm-hmm. a session and that is that's a privilege and it's exciting and it also means that we might be thinking of you for leadership team mm-hmm. in you know one or two years so if you get that clipboard it's really great and then you have one-on-one time with the director or the assistant director or uh, you know the amazing CIT coordinator, um, and and that and it's 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 an exciting piece to um, to be part of. So yeah, and I apologize if I'm missing my words. I've been speaking French all week. <laughs> You're doing very well, and that that yeah, is a brilliant well. brilliant addition. I love that. Yeah. So I the the piece that I really have to add to this question is that when I was working in outdoor education. I went through the same staff training nine times. Oh gosh! And I mean, and it and it was the same. Like there mm. were some things here and there that were different, but we went through all the classes that we offered. We did all the hikes, um, and it was really every year just training those new staff to get them up to par and up to speed. And I love that idea of the leadership classes and mm-hmm. had some of our return staff been that been the role. Uh, oh my gosh, that would have changed so much. Um, and we were really front loaded there very well. And we always had a return staff meeting ahead of time and kind of talked about this is how you should act as a participant in a class and, um, whatever else. But, but here's the, like the one really key thing that I would tell you to do. Um, and again, this is really directed at that second season staff, um, how to get them to buy in and, and not feel like, man, I know it all and to get the most out of training. And that's to get your third and fourth and fifth and, whatever year leadership team or staff members to make sure they're telling those second season staff that staff training the second time around is so much more beneficial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was definitely true at my outdoor ed job. And, and I think in camps too, that, you know, the first time you're at a camp, even if you went there, you're, you're trying to soak in so much, like this is how we do things and this is how this looks different. And like, this is what the schedule is. And this is kind of like a cult, you know, like you're managing all of those feelings and it's hard to get it all right. And so you do a semester or a summer or whatever it might be. And then you come back to staff training. And what I found, 
um, was that second season that I went through staff training at the outdoor ed job. It was awesome because we, we taught the classes to each other and people would always teach it a little differently from how I had seen it. And I always hoped that it would be somebody different uh, to teach it from who had taught us the semester before because they would say things a little bit differently or I would know coming into that class like, man, I had this really crummy class one time where the kids just didn't seem to follow my instructions at this point. And they just breezed through it like it was nothing. Like they made it look so easy and made it really coherent and smooth. That's so cool. And so I always told the staff as they were coming in for that second season, really, really, really pay attention during staff training because I found it to be so much more beneficial. And what a powerful message for those second season staff to hear that you still have a lot of learning to do. Because mm-hmm. if your staff stop learning, they're not going to be as good. They're just not. They have to be pushing themselves to grow. And yeah. so I, I just I can't stress that enough. So talk to your, your older leaders or those folks that have been back year to year and have them start, you know, infiltrating those second season staff with that message of that second year you go through staff training is the most beneficial year you can possibly have. Because you're going to pick up on stuff and nuances that you had mm. no idea um, that, that were even out there. Uh, but now you're looking for them. Nice. And it's like that growth versus fixed mindset that seemed to be the big buzz term at uh, Tri-State this year. Everybody was talking about it. And, and I, I, think, I think to add to that is, is when you do have leadership team members that come to sessions just to be in the session, just to learn, and mm-hmm. for them to go and talk to returning staff members afterwards and say, like, what did you get out of this? What's something that you think? If there was one thing that everybody, you know, we had a you know, brain wipe and everybody just could only <laughs> retain one thing, what would be the one thing? And if you... Um, show an interest in the returning staff and their learning. Um, it shows them that this is that this is important. Um, I think for for me, where the leadership glasses uh, part came in was that was after going to conferences for so many years. I think I saw a Michael Brandwine session, the same one three times. And nothing. Michael always has new information. Like there's a lot, but you know. I also go to a lot of different conferences in one year. So, of course, he's going to do a similar one um, a couple of times. And uh, one of my staff members said, uh, well, why are you going this to, to this again, having you already seen it before? And I said, I haven't seen it before. I've seen it twice before. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going a third time because I want to know how he – I want to learn his jokes because um, he has such a great way of delivering yes. jokes. And for me, jokes, that's how I retain information. Um, you know, when I'm laughing, I'm like, I'm get- it means I'm getting it. And so – the, 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 and I think that goes back to Ruby, what you're saying is, is, um, you know, what, you know, your second year, the first year you're going to get sort of almost like the feeling and the tone and the, you know, the bits and the pieces, the second year, you're going to get more of the understanding of the how, Mm -hmm. and, and just explaining to your staff, these pieces that there's, there's information that you're going to keep getting, um, from listening to, to these sessions and from participating, um, they just want to make sure that their time is, is, is used valuably. Yes. You know, that's basically what it comes down to. They don't want it. Their time wasted feels wasted. And if we tell them we have a plan and this is part of the natural course of learning, then I think, then our staff are, I would say staff that are there for the right reasons are totally on board. Um, but let them in on that secret, let them in yes. on your expectations. Um, 
then you'll get you'll get a much higher buy-in uh, with your staff. I feel like it's it's divided up almost into that first year. You're just trying to get all the content right. Like you're just trying to go through the motions the right way and like sing the song the right way. And then every year after that, you're honing in on delivery. Um, and and that's that's what it made me think of. Like yeah, because I I too will always make sure I go see Michael Brandline. I go see Scott because I enjoy being in their sessions and their presentation. And so I want to see how they do that. And uh, I think if you present that to your staff of, you know, this year, I really want you to focus on what you enjoy learning and, like, who do you enjoy learning from and what is it that they do that makes you feel that way? Oh, my gosh. Like, those are – that's varsity-level skills right there. And, and, you know, I would also say something I do with my return staff is I spend some time during staff training having some informal conversations just saying, like, hey, how's it going? How's Mm -hmm. training going? How do you think it's going compared to last year? Um, and, and that makes them feel like they have a voice and, and that their opinion matters. Absolutely. Yeah. Just give them some space and talk to them as if you're sitting across the table with a friend at a coffee shop. Um, and, and that way they feel heard. And they also, it's also, it's a sign of respect in the sense of they do know a lot. Second year is one thing, but third and fourth year is a whole other ball game. And we, and usually third and fourth year, you don't have that many. Uh, if they're not in the leadership team already. So to be able to actually sit down, have a meal with them, say, listen, I know you know your stuff. That's why you're hired back. If you didn't know your stuff by this point, there wouldn't be a job for you, <laughs> unfortunately. You, so you're hired because you know it. So, But I want to make this worthwhile, but I also need you uh, to make this team work. And this is, this is going to be your role, and I want to meet with you every other day and talk about how that's going. You know, you have to treat them like they're your teammates, really, when it comes down to it. Yeah, and I think we have to think of it as professional development and not just staff training. So you want to put things into them that will develop them further, even though they are on staff. Like I had staff that were there eight, nine, ten years on staff. So um, you want to make sure you're doing things for them as well. So I would encourage um, them to advance their skills each year when they return and offer them opportunities to get to that next level. So dividing your staff into skill building teams and allowing returning staff who have mastered one particular level to move up to the next level, like with climbing wall skills or facilitation and debriefing or out tripping skills or rescues or whatever it happens to be. And if you don't have those skills to be able to teach them, then bring in some alumni who can teach some really cool rescues from high ropes or whatever it is for those people who are ready to move up. So you're always offering them opportunities to learn something new and I also found near the end of my directing time that I it was nice to be able to allow certain times where return staff could choose from options so things that they felt they needed a refresher on or a, a way that they were learning to grow but offer a number of different sessions during a time slot and allow those returning staff to choose from them the other thing I think that's really cool with um and we've talked about this in podcasts before but in terms of return staff is get them to help you market your camp. So have return staff spend some time during training when your newbies are doing things that your returning staff are already comfortable with and get them to be, you know, on Instagram or tweeting or posting on Facebook. Maybe some of the more senior staff could create really short videos 
really short being the key about program areas <laughs> or how excited they are for the campers to arrive in five more sleeps or three more sleeps. And then you can post these on your website or on your YouTube channel. Um, I think that would be really helpful. And that gets them excited and, and gives them a real sense of ownership. And I mean, we've talked about this in different aspects too, but absolutely front load, front load, front load those expectations, how things will be different, what you need from them. And I would make sure, like I used to send this out by letter because for me, they were far more likely to pay attention if something actually arrived in the mail in a nice card than through email. Um, You know, meet ahead of time in the city or meet at the start of camp like Gab does or perhaps while the newbies are having a session of their own at the beginning. But this would not be the first time I would be addressing expectations with them when, you know, it's the first day of camp. And I would get their feedback now. What do they need out of this year's training? What ideas do they have to make training even better than last year? Um, And ask them now for feedback and let them know that you would like to incorporate as many of their ideas as you can, but there won't be time to incorporate them all. But you really appreciate their brainstorming. Um, we used to get our staff to create uh, either Facebook pages or Google Docs or whatever it was, email groups for their program areas. So if they were running, um, you know, outdoor education or they were running canoeing or they were running um, adventure programming, whatever, and they could then ask counselors or new staff members to share their ideas and collate everybody else's contributions. Um, and finally, I think make it different, like look over last year's training and change it up for the sake of everyone. <laughs> um, we're camp people. So making things new and creative every year is what we do. So if you're running the same training as you've run before, that's not what camp people should be doing. We should be trying to make it creative and tweaking and just trying new things. And if it fails, it fails. Um, but at least we're showing that we are trying to um, incorporate new ideas and try something a little bit different. Yeah, I, the, the story of, uh, of Ruby doing the same training nine times <laughs> over. And Ruby, you have amazing um, um, just sort of concentration and creativity. So I can imagine that your concentration creativity was like, okay, I could use this. Now I'm learning this. But somebody like me, I would have flipped a table. <laughs> it would have been table flip. Saw that a few times. Cups. Yeah, cups knocked over. <laughs> It'd be done. So, um, and I think I think the reason why a lot of camp directors do the same uh, sessions. Um, allow themselves to do the same sessions over and over again is because we have so much on our plate. And it's really important that the whole premise of this conversation is a returning staff. So how, how can we use them be, you know, best? Mm-hmm. And I think that this is, a, this is, you know, here we know we have the session. We know what kind of information needs to get through. What's a way of how can we do this in, a, in, in an interesting way that still gets the point across? Um, you don't have to do it all on your own. It just takes a little bit of organization at the beginning uh, to get the ball rolling. But once you've set up your expectations and you know you organize it in a certain way, it's actually a lot less work. Um, and then people have a much higher buy-in. But please start it now. If you haven't already, <laughs> start it now. Not like two weeks before training. Please start it now. <laughs> it will keep you sane. Yeah. Even even if you're just doodling it down, <laughs> just start. Start now. Cool. Anything else to add on this topic? I think I'm good. Nope. Then now is the oh. time. It is the time for the recap. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Gabrielle Real. 
I think this is the most do like writing I've done. <laughs> Not as many images uh, as usual. So, how can we make sure that our returning staff? are not bummers, but they are leaders. Uh, part one, keep track of your numbers of your returning staff. It's good to keep statistics. However, it's really, really important that you hire the right ones and not try to aim for a certain number. Before uh, staff come to camp, let's set up expectations. We can create staff a pals welcome calls. We can even in our interviews ask, how do you think the suburb will be different for you? And also set up a community. If it's an online community, make sure those expectations are set up for your returning staff, such as, uh, as Facebook. During camp, there is so much opportunity that we can provide our returning staff, such as leading burps. Ask Beth about that. Uh, guardian <laughs> angels, taking notes, very important. Leading songs, games. Uh, really, really great question from Ruby. Has anyone shown you where the dining room is that's a lovely one use warp um also second time around uh staff members tell them how much more beneficial the second time around is uh perhaps have staff members also take notes for new staff members go over those notes near the end leadership glasses and let's not forget uh to treat our returning staff with respect and um as our teammates because they are going to set the tone for our summer and that is a recap of uh, today's podcast Fantastic. So cool. Well, we want you to get involved with our show. You can join us using the hashtag camp code on all sorts of social media. And tell us what topics you would like for us to discuss, any guests that you'd recommend we talk to, any great leadership training tips that you want to share. We would love to hear from you because we are all about sharing in this industry. I know we all feel that uh, coming through conference season. So much good stuff is shared. Uh, so please feel free to share that with us as well. And if you found this podcast to be useful, we'd really appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review for us in iTunes. Uh, you can do that by going to camphacker.tv slash cc underscore iTunes, or you can tweet your love of the show by going to camphacker.tv slash love. That's all one word. Your feedback really helps keep the show going and lets us know what you want to hear. So we want to make sure you know how to get in touch with us if you have any questions about anything you heard today. So, Beth, how can people find you? They can find me at Topaz or using hashtag CampHacker, or you can email me directly at Beth at CampHacker.tv or Beth at GoCamp.pro. And all of our podcasts are also found at CampHacker.tv, um, where you'll find me as well. Great. Gab. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Gabrielle Rail. Uh, you can also check out where I work at uh, world.com. Cool. And you can email me at ruby, R-U-B-Y, at greenriverpreserve.org. Uh, follow me on Twitter, rubylin85. You can see all my tweets from conferences and, and the highlights that I took home. And uh, she is a as big well conference follow- tweeter. Very big yes, conference she tweeter. Is. So much easier <laughs> than writing it down. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at rubyoutdoor. And Beth is going to tell us about our next podcast. (laughs) It is called Don't Do This, Nine Training Goofs We've Made and Don't Want You to Repeat. So that I think we're going to have some interesting (laughs) conversation. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Our, uh, Our final segment on each podcast is a best practice for leadership training. And we would love to hear some of your memorable moments or most effective tips. You can tell us what they are using that hashtag camp code. And today, Beth has our best practice. 
So although not all of our resource staff members were returning staff, the vast majority of them were. So this idea kind of fits with our topic for this podcast. We created and held a program area fair during evening program uh, one night during staff training each year. So it usually ran in the middle of the week, which allowed our resource staff time to finish planning and preparing. And of course, they knew about the fair weeks in advance, but those final preparations were needed to take place while they were actually on site. And each program area had a booth and all of the counselors could spend time touring the booths. We had snacks like popcorn and candy apples and other things that you might find at a fair. And it was really a great evening spent hearing all of the ideas of the program staff members, seeing some of their ideas, like examples of some of the crafts that they had in mind for the summer, uh, a chance to play some of the games that they'd be playing with the campers, creatively go over the rules and the expectations of their areas, um, decorate their booths in ways that would excite counselors for the summer. And counselors could go to the booths in any order that they wanted with their friends or, you know, alone, whatever they want to do, but they had to spend time at all uh, of the booths during the evening. And it was a great way to do something fun for evening program. It allowed the resource staff members um, their own space and uh, a way to show off their programs, get counselors pumped for what was to come um, and each other because they got time to take a break and go see other uh, booths as well. Super creative announcements were done for a few days beforehand to get people even more excited that this was coming. And so I really encourage you to let them take real ownership and be responsible for their programs even before the summer starts and get them excited about how they're going to present it to the rest of staff. And it was a really nice way for people to Uh, get excited about what was going to happen, really understand what was going to be happening when they brought their campers to the particular program areas, but allowed the resource staff to really show off their creativity and the new things that they've worked on to make that program area really special for the year. So that's where I'd go. Such a cool idea. Awesome. Thanks, Beth. And thanks to all of you all for listening. And please join us on the hashtag camp code. Please remember No other industry shares its best practices the way summer camps do. If you use an idea heard on a Camp Hacker podcast, please be professional and give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for the listening, friends. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.